You are listening to Motivating from the Six. Start mastering what you love. I'm going to say that one more time. Start mastering what you love. Let's go. intended to motivate you. It's intended to inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances, no matter what it is you are going through right now in your life. It is intended to have you stand up and demand change for the better. I'm your host, Jeff Martin of jeffadmartin.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we are talking about mastery. Go out there and master what you love. You have something you love, you have a passion, you have a purpose, go out there and master it. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you for all of you who have clicked play, for all of you who have downloaded, for all of you who have subscribed, for all of you who have left a five-star rating and review. And if you haven't gone and done that, please go and do that for me right now. I'm so grateful towards you because I know that your time is extremely valuable and the mere fact you've even taken a moment to listen to this podcast, to listen to another one and another one, that means that I'm bringing value to you. And the fact that I can do that and you are listening because there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, but you decided to listen to this episode. So I just want to say thank you and show my gratitude to you. Today we're talking about mastering your craft, mastering what you love, mastering your passions, your purpose, whatever it is that you absolutely love, the thing that wakes you up in the morning. Go out there and master it. Listen to the story. I was inspired to bring this topic to you based on something that happened this weekend. So this weekend in the city of Toronto, for those of you who don't know, during the long weekend in August, there is a huge celebration that takes place. It's called Toronto Carnival or Carabana. And if you can kind of envision Brazil's carnival or Trinidad has a carnival as well, there's a lot of different carnivals that take place over around the world. If you can envision that, that's pretty much what happens in the city of Toronto. Like a ton of people come in. It is super busy. Crazy tourists come in and it's just party after party for the pretty much the entire weekend. And it's all celebrating the Caribbean culture. Now, during this weekend, every single year, because it becomes bigger and more popular, a lot of celebrities come out as well. I know that LeBron James was in town, NBA great LeBron James, he had a party. I think Kevin Hart had a party. If he wasn't in town this year, he's been in town in the past. I know that the women from Housewives of Atlanta were in town. A ton of celebrities come into town because again, it's the party place to be. Toronto is the place to be on that weekend. I say all that to say this. So there's a ton of parties that are happening all around the city. And my wife and my children, we decide to go to this small little outside concert that's happening just outside of the city of Toronto. There are no celebrities at this party except for, you know, the the artists who are performing on stage. And while we're standing enjoying this concert, we see two huge guys. Like these guys are like brick walls. 
and we see them walking through the crowd. They're dressed in all black. They got a, a black tie on. They got an earpiece in. They're supposed to be security. They're supposed to be bodyguards. But to me, they look more like bouncers at a club. And in between these two big guys is a small uh, woman. She's probably 18, 19, cute little thing. Just, you know, small woman just walking through. And these guys are walking and she's in between them. And then behind them are maybe two or three people who have their cell phone out. And as they walk by us in the crowd, I hear those two or three people at the back of the line saying, is that, is that, and I can't hear their name that they're saying, but they're saying, is that referring to the person who's walking in between the bouncers? Now they walk by us and I start looking around to the rest of the crowd, seeing if maybe anybody recognizes her because obviously this person is somebody popular for, ha for her to have these two bouncers walking with her. She walks by, I think nothing of it. About two minutes later, they cut through the crowd again, and here they come again, this whole train of people walking through this crowd. And now the crowd again starts looking around at each other. I look at some strangers, I'm like, do you know who that is? And they're like, I was gonna ask you the same thing. And we're all wondering who this individual is. This young girl, along with the bouncers and her so-called entourage, they walk around maybe three or four times around the crowd. And while they're walking around, no one's paying her any mind. Like no one's going up to her and saying, can I have your autograph or can I take a selfie? Eventually she leaves. Now, my wife is a bit of a detective. So my wife is like, I bet she is going to show up on Six Buzz. And for those of you who don't know what Six Buzz is, it's kind of like TMZ. You know, TMZ, they always have the dirt on what's going on with, with celebrities. Six Buzz is kind of like that before the city of Toronto. You find them on social media, particularly on Instagram. And lo and behold, two nights later, my wife is scrolling through social media and she comes across this young girl. It turns out that she is an up and coming rapper. At least that's what she she frames herself to be an up and coming rapper. And I don't want to call her name because it really isn't about her specifically. But let's for argument's sake, call her Cindy. So you go on Cindy's Instagram page and you can see that she has a ton of selfies and a ton of pictures here and there and showing herself. Some of them are showing her body. Some of them are showing her, her, her face and whatever. And there's very little of these pictures of these posts that she's put up that shows her rapping. She has posed herself as an up and coming rapper. But the few pages or the few posts that I was able to click on and hear her rap, in my opinion, it wasn't really saying much. Now, funny enough, the friends that she had behind her, so-called entourage that was walking around saying, is that Cindy? Is that Cindy? I could see their video posted in her stories, almost posing like those individuals behind her, which were pretty clear that it was her friends, her peoples. They were posing like they didn't know who she was. And then on top of that, there was another video that came out that she had on her post that showed her getting out of a van with those same bouncers. And it looked like it took place the exact same day. And as she's walking down the street to a store, somebody comes out of nowhere and yells Cindy and starts running towards her. Now the bouncer jumps in and then the camera moves. And I say all that because if you and I were walking down the street and a fight broke out and we decided to break out our camera, there's a good chance you're gonna catch the entire fight. Where the bouncer jumped on this individual, they were pretty far away from the camera, so there's no reason why the person who was filming was going to impede in the fight. 
But yeah, the camera moved away. It didn't capture the entire fight. I'm not here to watch the fight, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. That the whole entire thing, it just appeared so staged to me. The bouncers, or, or I call them bouncers, but they are bodyguards. And I could tell you oftentimes, bodyguards do not dress in all black with ties when they're walking down the street and they don't have earpieces in because they're gonna be talking to each other and they could see each other, right? That's something that a bouncer would have on. When the loud music is going on in the club or the bar, they have the earpiece in so they can speak to each other, someone who's on the opposite side of the bar. And again, the fact that she was walking through this crowd and nobody knew who she was, and then on top of that, she had her entourage in the back who were acting like fans. And again, yelling, is that Cindy? Oh my gosh, that's Cindy. I am not here to put down this individual, but this is what I'm saying to you. I've come full circle here. We have to really master our craft. Too many people are caught up in the game of the look and they're not working on their craft. They would rather try to get social media hits by showing a fake fight. They would rather show social media, get social media hits by showing pictures of their body or their face or their looks or whatever, as opposed to actually being in that studio and working on their craft. If this young woman was in the studio every single day and the days that the studio was closed, she was at home writing new music. She was in the shower rapping. She was in the car while she's going to work. She's rapping. She's listening to the greats and learning from them. If she put that much time and effort into her craft, she would be so much further ahead. And even if she wouldn't be further ahead now, eventually she would because she continues to put in the work. We gotta get to the point where we are working on our craft, whatever it is that you love. If you are a chef, if you are a baker, if you are an app creator, if you are a specialist in anything, you have to work on your craft always because that is how you're going to get better and that is how you're going to master the thing that you absolutely love. We gotta spend less time fronting and pretending and more time focusing, like zeroing in on that craft, that thing that we absolutely love. I've shared this story before, but I can't remember what podcast episode, but it's so important to share it with you now because it really drives home my point. So I talked about the one situation with that young woman. Years ago, I used to work for the Toronto Raptors as a bodyguard, again, so I talk about bodyguards, right? And this is many years ago. And when we go out to uh, New York City, the Toronto Raptors are there to play the New York Knicks. And while we were there, my, my, a friend of mine who is with the team as well, he's like, yo, Jeff, I know you are into Chinese Kung Fu flicks. There is an amazing shop in Times Square. I have to take you there. They have thousands of Kung Fu movies and that is what they focus on. I'm like, ah, oh, bet, let's do this. So we go down to the shop. And when I walk into the shop, there are thousands and thousands of DVDs on the wall, all different Kung Fu movies. And they're organized on the wall according to years, according to actors. And this is the thing, I don't know any actors when it comes to Kung Fu movies. But this is what I wanted. See, growing up, there's a few Kung Fu movies that I absolutely loved. And I really wanted to get a copy of them for myself, but I had no idea who acted in these movies. Like if you came to me and said, Jeff, name this movie and you describe something in the movie, 
I have watched thousands of movies over the years. And unless you know the actor, there's a good chance I may not know what movie you're speaking about. So I said this to my friend that I'm looking for movies, but there's no way that this person who owns the store is gonna know what these movies are. And he said, no, 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 Jeff, try him out. This man who owns a store, he knows his movies. So we walk in and he comes up to us. He's like, how are you guys doing? How can I help you today? And I say, okay, I'm looking for some movies that I watched as a kid and I would love to get a copy, but I just don't know who's in the movie. I don't know the name of the movie. I really don't know how to describe the movie to you to help you to or get you to help me. So he said, try me. So I said, okay. In one movie, there's a guy who has this like hat that has like uh, blades on it and he throws the hat and it falls over someone's face and then he pulls this chain and it cuts the guy's head off. I know, gruesome, right? But he turns to me and said, oh yeah, that's the flying guillotine made in 1982 or whatever it was made in. And he walks over to the shelf, picks it up, gives it to me. And I look at it and I'm like, ah, okay. So he said, what else you got? I was like, okay, well, there's a second one where this guy is fighting this Kung Fu master and he's unable to beat him because the way he's punching, it's too heavy. And so this guy has to learn how to fight from his by his wife so he can actually learn to fight a new style and actually defeat this master. And he's like, oh yeah, I know that one. That's Fist of the White Locust, made in 1978. And I was like, wow. And he walks over to the shelf, picks it up and gives it to me. And lo and behold, that's the movie. So he's like, what else you got for me? I'm like, okay, well, number three, there is a bunch of ninjas and they're all dressed like the different elements. There's ones that are dressed like the sun. There's ones that are dressed like fire. And he's like, oh yeah, that's super ninjas made in 1984. And he walks over to the shelf, picks it up and gives it to me. And all three movies that he picked up off the shelf and put in my hand were the exact movies that I asked for. So this is the funny thing. I go to pay. So he says to me, you guys are obviously not from New York City. You're obviously visiting from out of town. Where are you from? What brings you here? So I'm like, yeah, you know, we're from the city of Toronto. Uh, we just came out because uh, the New York Knicks are playing against the Toronto Raptors. And he says, who? And I say, the Toronto Raptors were playing the New York Knicks. And he says, I know who the New York Knicks are, but I have no clue who the Toronto Raptors are. And I'm like, by then, the Toronto Raptors had to be around for a number of years. So I say, you don't know who a major basketball team is? The Toronto, man, I don't think I said this wrong, the Toronto Raptors? And he was like, never heard of them. So at that time, the biggest player on the team was Vince Carter. And Vince Carter just came off of winning the NBA Slam Dunk Champion. I'm talking about, at the time, Vince Carter just really recreated just took it to a whole nother level, the slam dunk competition. Like no one had ever seen anything like it outside of Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. So I said to this man in the store, I said, you know Vince Carter, he's like the biggest player right now. And this man looked me dead in my face and said, never heard of him. And it's funny though, because I was sitting there thinking, how does this guy not know who Vince Carter is? How does he not know who the Toronto Raptor is? Even if you don't watch them, I'm assuming at the time that everybody would still know or have heard of a major sports team. But this guy had no idea. But this is the funny thing. After speaking to this guy for some time, I came to find out that this man was a master when it came to his craft. 
You see, he was a man who knew his game so much, the game of Kung Fu movies, that even though he wasn't from China, even though he wasn't Asian, he was invited time and time again to sp go speak at conferences in China about Kung Fu movies. He was a master at exactly what he wanted to do, his craft, and his craft was Kung Fu movies. He didn't know Kung Fu. He didn't have a background that was Chinese, but he knew his craft so well that he had a successful business. And he was able to speak at conferences that focused in on Kung Fu movies. He was a master at his craft. He was a master at his game. And this is what I'm saying that if you have something that you love, a lot of us really play around and we have five or six things that we love to do, but you really have to focus in on that one thing, on those two things and just really work at it. You got to push at it like nobody's business and become a master at your craft. Now, if you want to become a master, there are things that you need to do. Number one, if you want to become a master at your craft, you have to stop reading and start doing too many people are watching editorials too many people are reading books about what they have to do and that is so important to actually get into that field you really have to start reading and learning and growing however sometimes we got to get our nose out of the book and whatever it is that we want to do whatever it is that we want to be the best at we got to go out there and start working on being the best our brain evolves when doing things, not just hearing things, but actually doing things hands-on. Think about when you were in school, whether it be high school, college, university, and you were learning about something. Now think about the time that you actually put your hands in it and you started working at something. Your brain was able to retain it more because you had your hands in it. It is so important that we take our nose out of the book Stop reading and start doing. Again, I say that with an asterisk. It is so important that we read, that we learn, that we listen to tutorials, whatever it is that's going to help you get into your field. But eventually, we gotta put that all aside. We gotta stop going to those conferences. We gotta stop taking those courses. We gotta stop listening to motivational videos. We have to start working at the craft and that's what's gonna make you a master in what you're trying to do. Number two. We have to develop goals that will stretch us, that will help us to develop. It is so easy just to get on that same path that everybody is walking down. We have to strive for goals that are going to stretch us. Oprah didn't become Oprah by taking it easy. Kevin Hart didn't become one of the biggest comedians that this world has seen today by just relaxing. He is one of the hardest working comedians out there. Beyonce didn't become one of the best performers by just taking it easy. They developed goals and they were able to stretch themselves to develop themselves. Number three, it is so important that you visualize your goals. What is it that you want for yourself? Whatever it is, you have to see it every single day. You have to talk words of encouragement to yourself. If you wanna become that speaker, see it for yourself. If you wanna become that author, you have to envision yourself signing autographs in your book. 
You have to envision yourself doing autograph signings, doing speaking engagements when you're doing uh, readings for your book. You have to see the cover of your book. You have to see the picture of you on the front or back of that book. You have to see the words before any of it becomes real. When it becomes real in your mind, that's when it will start to materialize in your life. You have to visualize. And lastly, you have to be consistent and stay committed. Listen, when Michael Phelps was working on becoming the best swimmer that this world has ever seen in 2008, he was in the pool every single day. Like I'm talking about every single day. And on Christmas, on his birthday, he was in there twice a day. I heard Michael Phelps speak in an interview and he said that once you missed a day of swimming, it took you back about three days. So when you missed a day, you had to get back in the pool for three days to get back where you just were on the day that you missed. So he was in the pool every single day. Why? Because he wanted to be the best. Whatever it is, that craft that you're trying to work on, you have to be consistent and stay committed to what it is you're actually trying to do. Because somewhere in you, you can do it. You can strive to become that person that you want to become, but you have to be consistent and you have to stay committed to the cause. Now, that's just three things I shared with you, but understand there are a lot of other things that you really need to work on if you really want to become a master in your craft. But in my opinion, and looking up this topic, it brought up these three things. Sorry, four things. Stop reading and start doing. Secondly, develop goals that will stretch you every single day. Number three, visualize yourself doing whatever it is that you want to do every single day. And lastly, stay consistent and stay committed to your cause. And before you know it, within 10 days, within a month, within six months, within a year, within five years, you're going to become so much better at that art that you're trying to do at that gift that you're trying to develop, at that passion that you have, you're gonna be so much better. Why? Because you were able to put in the work and become a master at your craft. All right, good people, listen up. Each and every one of you has the ability to become a master in your craft. If you are an author, then write every single day. If you're a blogger, blog every single day. Before you know it, you're gonna see how easy it's going to get for you. If you're a drawer, if you're an illustrator, then draw every single day. If you're a speaker, I could talk to you about that. We need to have a separate episode about that. If you are a speaker, then you need to speak every single day. And when I say speak every single day, it may not be on a stage somewhere, but what I'm saying is you are able to put your stories together, you can speak in the shower, you can speak while driving. There's certain tricks and skills that you can work on that's gonna help you to speak just on this, uh, the drop of a dime. There are so many things you're able to do, but what you have to do is speak every single day. Whatever your art is, if you are a chef, whatever it is for you, you gotta push at it every single day you want to become a master at your craft. Each and every one of you have the ability to do so. And I know the frustration that you come across. I know the feeling of doubt that you come across. I know the feeling of fear that we all have, but I'm telling you, if you can continue to work and step through, even though you have that fear, even though you have that doubt, even though you have those things going on in your head, if you are able to work on it anyway, 
then imagine how amazing you'll be when you come out on the other end. Master your craft and change this world. All right, good people. I will see you at the top of the next episode. Peace.